Now let's take a look at the bigger picture with Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Matthew, thanks so much for joining us today on this down day. Appreciate you being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Caroline. It's good to be back on. It's good to have you. So I was going through your notes and I see a line, vicious cycles of volatility aren't going to end just yet. How does this play out? What's it going to look like? Yeah, we cannot ignore what the Federal Reserve is doing. The Federal Reserve has suggested that they're going to go ahead and they're going to temper uh, the size of the rate hikes, but they're certainly not going to be taking and relinquishing uh, this terminal rate. They're going to continue to raise the interest rates to help offset this inflation. And the reality is, is that as the feds continue to raise interest rates, they are intentionally contracting the economy. Now we got to think about what is the residual effect of this. This is going to take into account not only the small business owner, but this is going to be taking into the big business owner, the big corporations. You know, just right after Christmas, I took a few days and went with my sons on a on a father's son trip, and we went down to Eureka Springs, beautiful place, lots of shopping, and we went into these little stores, and I was able to talk to the different business owners, and I said, you know, how's business been? And they said, you know what, business is slowing down. There's not a there's not a lot of disposable income to go around, and this is something that's very much real. This is going to continue to happen, and, and as the Feds raise these rates. It's going to have an impact on profitability of corporations. That's going to have a spillover effect into stock price. People don't want to be necessarily buying companies that are going to continue to bleed and lose money. So I'm afraid that I see on the at least the near horizon more volatility within the stock market. And do you think we'll see lower lows? Because this is something that we've been talking about for quite some time. We've been talking about a recession. We've been talking. We know the Fed has been hiking rates. We know that they're going to continue to do so. At what point does that get priced into the market? Well, I always get a little bit nervous, Caroline, when they say that things have been baked into the market or baked into the price. Because here's the thing: you can look and do all the analysis that you want to a stock price, but the thing that you're that, that oftentimes gets missed is the human effect. And when people get scared enough, when people get nervous enough, they start to withdraw money from the market. And this is going to continue to create one of those systemic, you know, follow the herd mentalities. I think it's also interesting because I'm not hearing, especially Wall Street analysts talk about it, but we know that it's happening. When we think about what interest rates have done, they've gone up. And we know that right now, uh, we've got the largest retiring sector of humanity in the United States right now. And we know that these people are really close to retirement or they're in retirement. And guess what they're doing? They're looking at these interest rates that they're seeing in CDs, government bonds, uh, individual preferreds and corporate bonds, even annuity contracts. And they're saying, you know what, why would I continue to risk my money in the stock market when I personally think that there may be a recession on the horizon? I'm going to take my, my, my money out of the market and I'm going to stick it in these things because I can make four or five, six percent. And so that's adding a little bit of the volatility on top of the already shrinking equity prices, I'm afraid, within the market. So what should investors be doing with their money right now? Are bonds a better place to be than stocks at this point? Well, Caroline, you asked the right guy because I'm into fixed income. And one of the things that I, I, I'm really preaching to my clients right now is that if they want money in equities, I really encourage them to be focusing on value stocks that pay dividends. Look for good free cash flowing companies that are value stocks that are paying a good solid dividend. 
However, with that being said, we cannot ignore the fixed income market. When you look at things like contractual preferred stocks, when you look at contractual individual bonds, and you're seeing yields of five, 5.5, 6, 6.5, sometimes as high as seven, you get into the business development company area and you're starting to look at yields of seven, eight, nine plus, this is really hard to ignore because right now we're able to use what the feds are doing to buy these instruments at a discount. And that puts money in our pocket. That's not just appreciation. That's real cash, cash I get to use to pay my bills and to, if I don't need it, reinvest it for more income down the road. So bonds are back. Would you still say that the 60-40 portfolio is the way to go or should that 40 be a little bit higher? Well, if you're if you're saying 40% in 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 bonds, I'd say it needs to be reversed. When we're looking at the amount of yield that's coming from fixed income right now, knowing that down the road the Federal Reserve is not going to keep raising interest rates, they will eventually halt them and drop interest rates back down. We want to be able to buy these contractual income producing assets and buy them at a discount right now because not only can we buy more of them, get more income, we get a higher yield. And then because we know that bonds are contractual, they're setting us up for a future capital gain if we hold them to maturity. Now, that being said, you know, some could also argue that with the market negativity being so abundant right now, if there's an overabundance of negativity, maybe now is the time to load up on good quality equities. And I'm not, I, I'm not opposed to that. I just want to make certain that my clients that are close to retirement are safer rather than riskier. And, and obviously, that's usually the case. As you get close to retirement, you don't want as much risk. You might not get as much reward. But at what point would you say, OK, it's time to come in and start buying the dip, not necessarily just focusing on those income opportunities with dividend stocks. But you know, they say buy when others are fearful. So at what point or what do you need to see happen to be a bit more confident in, in adding risk? Well, my personal opinion is that we are going to see probably rate hikes through at least the first five to six months of this year. That's my personal belief. I also would like to think that the Federal Reserve is going to keep the terminal rate where it's at, and then they're not going to go any even higher uh, with the terminal rate. But if we're going to be taking advantage and we're going to be putting money towards equities, number one, we want to be buying. If we have some excess money, we want to be able to take advantage of the deals here, but I believe that we could easily see another 5% decline in this market. And if we get a recessionary fear that's more emotional based and is more of a knee jerk sell off, we just have to be able to make certain we've got some cash on the sidelines. So I wouldn't get too excited about the market, the equities market per se, until probably May or June. And that's when we're gonna really be looking at, okay, who has survived this, this sell-off, this volatility, and who's really quality that we can pick up and put into our portfolio at this time. All right, so buckle up, and we'll get ready for more volatility. Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and in Income Management, thanks so much for your insights. Thank you.